Use simple surveys to double your business on today's episode. Today's episode is brought to you by Thrive Themes, blazingly fast WordPress templates and plugins built to get more traffic, more subscribers, more clients, and more customers to you. To find out how Thrive Themes can turn your blog or website into a money-making work of art, go to servenomaster.com backslash Thrive Themes. Are you tired of dealing with your boss? Do you feel underpaid and underappreciated? If you want to make it online, fire your boss and start living your retirement dreams now. Then you've come to the right place. Welcome to Serve No Master Podcast, where you'll learn how to open new revenue streams and make money while you sleep. Presented live from a tropical island in the South Pacific by best-selling author Jonathan Green. Now, here's your host. We've all seen those really cool and fun quizzes online. Which character are you from your favorite TV show or movie? Take this quick quiz to find out your IQ. For the past 20 years, these surveys have been one of the most effective ways to get someone's email address. A long time ago, way back in college in the late 90s, I took one of those IQ tests. You answer all the questions at the end, it says, oh, you want to get your results, we're processing them, give us your email address, we'll send them as soon as you're ready. And people do it. It's a great way to capture an email address, it's a great way to form that connection with someone, and it allows you to give a stronger result. When you go through a survey, the technology now can react to your answers. If you go through one of my surveys, and I'm doing more and more of these to give a better experience. For example, if you take one of the surveys to see your current fate level or to see how you are on the depression spectrum or any of the quizzes I'm trying to develop in surveys, your result will change the emails you get, will change how I communicate with you. For example, let's say you take one of my quizzes with the depression book and we find out you're really struggling with depression, really strong level. Well, then I'm going to send you more emails and more encouragement to deal with that problem. I'm going to really focus on helping you overcome that. But if it turns out you only have the lightest of touches, you're only a little bit curious about depression but it's not affecting your life in any way, then those same emails would be wasted. They wouldn't be well targeted. You can use surveys to find out what people want and then give it to them. I use several different types of surveys in order to improve your experience. You're my customer, you're my tribe member, you're my follower. It's very important to me to really give you an amazing experience. So the first type of survey I use is a simple one question survey. I use a service called Poll Daddy, which is owned by WordPress. I use the free version, I don't pay anything. And I tend to, with my Poll Daddy stuff, be very simple. So the two most recent surveys I did using Poll Daddy, one was which book cover do you like for Control Your Fate? And I had the six or seven designs. I sent everyone on the email list a chance to look at the designs. You just click which one you like and click this is my favorite, yes. After the first round of results, I used a second batch of designs based on the survey results and ran a second survey. What was interesting is that the answers were almost perfectly evenly split. (laughs) Three people like number one, three people like number two, three people like number four. So the percentages were almost perfectly evenly split. So sometimes you don't get the perfect data. In that case, I found a couple that nobody liked, but there were a lot that were very evenly split. The second survey I recently ran was which product should I work on next? And it had a list of four product ideas and then an other. And again, the split was almost perfectly even. Sometimes you're gonna get that data and that tells me that there's equal interest in all the ideas and that's okay. That's a useful piece of data. That tells me that I'm not on the wrong path. That tells me that all of my ideas are equally good. Some people are interested in blogging, some are interested in copywriting, some are interested in 
some of my more advanced writing techniques, and all of those results tell me, okay, none of these is a really bad one. Sometimes you'll have four or five ideas, and only one of them people like, or people like four of them and hate the fifth one. And that tells you, okay, you can work on whichever one you want, but not this one. That's really good data. A more sophisticated survey is the one I've been working on, which is the career assessment quiz. In fact, the quiz is done. I ran into some technology problems that I've since fixed. I set up my survey software on a brand new domain because having it on the main ServdoMaster site, it was running into some tech problems because there's so many different things running at once. So that survey will be live very soon, hopefully by the time you're listening to that. Now that survey asks some questions to determine what's the best path for you. A large percentage of my audience really wants to be a writer, but that's not everything. Some people want to write one book that's their flagship book about their career, their life, their vision, and experience with one of their parents, something very important. They have a specific message or they have a specific path they're on. That's one type of writer. Some writers are really just looking to make money as a writer. They want to quit their job and make a living as a writer. So both people are learning to write, but they're slightly different motivations. I have other people and they email me a lot. I get a lot of emails from people who say, I love your stuff, but I don't want to be a writer. Some people are destined to be copywriters. Some people want to do programming. Some people have specific skills in other areas, whether it's networking or sales. And what my survey does, what my new assessment does, and I've been working on this assessment for almost six months now to make it perfect, is determine which path is right for you, whether it's podcasting or blogging or networking. And once we figure out the right path for you, then those are the emails you start to get. Then those are the podcast and blogging episodes I start to recommend to you. So through my emails, I can be responsive to your needs. I can see, oh, this is what works for you. This is the best information for you. So a simple survey will tell me, a simple assessment helps me to figure out what the best tool is for you, the best resources are for you, and that way you start to get a better experience. You start to get a more customized experience. Instead of getting the same emails as everyone, you start to get the emails that really meet you where you are. There are a certain segment of people who find me because they're struggling with different emotional problems. I have a new group of people who find me because they do searches for how to deal with depression on Amazon and now some of my books start to show up. Even Serve No Master shows up because I talk about depression a little bit in that book and I talk about it in my other books how I've dealt with it and some previous podcast episodes. Some people find me that way and that's the content that's very important to them. So they need to start hearing the content about how I dealt with that. So for the best thing for them to hear about might be my podcast episode about my simple system for dealing with depression. The best book for me to recommend is my new book about overcoming depression. Those aren't the best things for someone who finds me and just wants to write a book or is just interested in starting a podcast. So when you have a survey on your website, you can use it to figure out what people need. You can use it to figure out what the best products are to make for people and you can use it to give people what they want to customize your messaging. Surveys are also very effective because they're a great way to capture email addresses and there's two big ways to do that. The first is the viral quiz. This is a quiz you put on social media that people really respond to. Which Harry Potter character are you? That quiz went viral about a year and a half ago and over a million people gave someone their email addresses trying to find out which character from Harry Potter there are. And this is the type of quiz that anyone can put together. You can do it about any TV show or movie. You can do about any different area. Are you a vampire or a zombie? Are you a werewolf or a zombie? Are you a vampire or a werewolf? You can just keep running different ideas and post them on social media and people will get interested if you make it fun. As long as your quiz results are a bit fun or interesting, 
people will really respond on social media. You could start to get a, a viral build, which means people begin to join, join, join your mailing list because the quiz is so fun. These types of quizzes that go viral tend to be less informative and more fun. Because on Facebook or on Twitter, people are usually just looking to have a bit of fun. They're always looking to do homework or find out something deep about themselves. Sometimes you can have one of those quizzes that really digs deep, but there's a balance. They can do okay, but if you want one of those quizzes that just goes absolutely crazy and millions of people are taking, that's where the viral fun element of a quiz goes. And I can't tell you what quiz will go viral next. You can't always predict the future. And of course, if I could, then that would be the next quiz I make. The second way quizzes are in assessments and these surveys are very effective at gathering a list is using them as your lead capture element. You can compare. You can have a survey or a free gift. Those are the two main ways to get email addresses. And lately, over the last year, surveys have outperformed free gifts very consistently. This is why I've been building my survey. And only because the survey was running slow have I not launched it. So I have to remake the whole thing from scratch on my new website in order to have it run really fast and work every time. But when I switch to that, probably the number of people who enter the email addresses will go up. And the information I can get from people, the way I can communicate with them will be more effective. Because when you run a survey quiz, when you run a survey opt-in, and you get the email address at the end of the survey, you then know more about the person, and you can be more effective in your communication. You can give them more value. It's really important to people. My procrastination quiz, when I first launched the book Procrastination, had a glitch in it. And the quiz was only working about 40-50% of the time. Not everyone who clicked the button saw the quiz. Sometimes they'd see these three flashing dots that meant for some reason the quiz wasn't loading right. And one lady wrote me a really mean email about it. She said, how dare you send me that quiz, never email me again, it didn't even work. And she was really mad and she had every right to be. If I do something wrong or make a mistake and you're upset, it's okay to tell me. I don't feel good about it. I feel bad about it. I've been working on fixing the problem and I talk to tech support a bunch and you know I do all the tech myself and I've isolated the problem. I figure out what I had to do. I'm like, okay, I have to build a whole new website just for my assessment. So there's nothing there to slow down the assessment software. Now I'm rebuilding my quizzes and rebuilding my surveys so that I can be better and give a better experience to my customers, give a better experience to everyone. And my email captures will go up and the emails I send you will be more effective. It's a win for everyone. The other thing to think about is that coming up with free gifts and making free gifts is hard. For a year and a half now, the main free gift on the Circle Master website was the Escape the 9 to 5 Bootcamp, which is really a series of seven emails that help you figure out the right path to make and get you ready to start setting up your revenue stream so that you can quit your job or that you can have a backup revenue stream that's effective and will protect you in case you lose your job. But all the people who've seen that and never entered their email address, I have to show them something else to keep them interested. One thing that I've done is create different free gifts. You know, there's one for networking, there's one for copywriting. So as you are interested in different things, different free gifts show up, different value, which is great. It's really helpful for you. But again, creating a new free gift for each different idea, it takes a lot of time and a lot of effort. It's actually less work for you and you give a better experience to your customers. When you build a quiz or you build a survey, it can take you an afternoon, whereas coming up with an idea and finding out if people like it and making a free gift, that can take a lot of work. It can take you days or even weeks to write something. If you're trying to write a great PDF, first you have to write the text, then you have to add the images and make it look graphically nice and look professional, then you have to make an image cover for it so it looks like a 3D book, convert it all to a PDF, 
and it can be hard. That's a technical thing that takes a while to learn. So there's a the creative and the technical element, and it can take you a while to make that free gift. Do I recommend doing it? Of course. But now, people respond more to surveys, they're more likely to give you their email address, you learn more about them, and you give them a better instant value. They go, oh, this is the best path for me. I learned something about myself today, and it's less work. Talk about a triple win. That's what I love about surveys, and I'm gonna be doing more and more of them now that I've overcome my little tech hurdle. Now, as far as survey software, there's a couple of options out there. I happen to use the Thrive Themes quizzes. They call it Thrive Quizzes. As you know, if you follow me for a long time, all of my tools are built around Thrive. My design is Thrive Themes for getting reviews and testimonials. I use Thrive Ovation. All the tools I use are part of Thrive Themes. I pay once a year a single flat fee and it gives me about 15 different tools by them that I use that are all really well designed, work quickly, and give you a great user experience. I love them. I used to use a different platform, but I switched to Thrive last year when I ran into some glitches and my website crashed. There are some competitors out there that are purely quiz-based software, but they all are far more expensive. For a long time, I was emailing Thrive saying, guys, I wish you had a quiz, I wish you had a survey type of software, and then they launched it, I was so excited. The competitors are some of them are $100 a month, some of them are a couple hundred dollars a month. A lot of the competitors charge you per survey filled out. So if you have a really successful one, you could end up paying a huge amount of money. Of course, you'll make your money back because you're building a massive list, but not everyone is ready to start out spending $100 a month just to be able to run quizzes. You could do simple surveys with Poll Daddy. It's the other tool I use that's free, and I do recommend starting there. You can't do as sophisticated stuff but it's a great place to start. So if you have no budget and you're starting from scratch, it's fine. Poll Daddy works. I've used it for some of my stuff. I've used it for two polls this year. What I like about Thrive, and the reason I use Thrive Quizzes, is that I can have dynamic responses. Based on your answer to question one, I can send you to a different question two. And then I can send you to a different question three. So for example, maybe you're in the fitness space. And your first question can be, are you male or female? Someone visits your website, you're teaching about yoga. You know, I talk about yoga a lot because I do yoga almost every day. And you say, are you male or female? And they say, oh, I'm male. Male and female people, men and women, they have different fitness needs. Most guys who are overweight were worried about our big tum-tums, right? But a woman who's overweight, the weight might be somewhere else on her body. The way she feels about it's different. The exercises she needs to do are different. And so asking different questions, you can find out why they're there. Your second question can be about age. So then you can have different buckets or different groups of people you deal with in a different way. Maybe you have one set of emails for women under the age of 40 and another for women over 40 and the same for men. So now you have four sets of emails. Or you figure out, okay, this is how I need to communicate with people differently. They have different problems. It's easier to lose weight when you're younger. As you know, your body, as it gets older, it's more effort, more work. You have to be even more dedicated. For me now, I just came back from a little trip and my weight shot back up. I didn't exercise for five days, and my weight went back up. I've been back for two days now, and I'm on a super strict diet, exercising like crazy, to really get my metabolism back where it needs to be. But it's so much harder than when I was trying to lose weight at 17. I wish that I'd been dedicated to fitness at 17, so I didn't have to fight so hard now. But what can you do? You can't change the past. No point crying over spilled milk. It's just reality. So that means you can offer different types of training, different types of advice to people based on their gender, their age, their health experience. Whatever space you're in, 
you can do more dynamic quizzes and more dynamic surveys when you're using Thrive. You know I'm a big proponent of Thrive themes and Thrive leads. They're one of the big advertisers on this podcast. But it's because I use the tool. It's one of my primary tools. You cannot visit my website without experiencing Thrive themes since the design is by them. All the surveys are by them. Every time I ask for an email address, it's a Thrive tool. You can build surveys several different ways. You can have just pure questions. You can have questions with images. I like using images in my quizzes. I think it looks cool. And I think it's a better user experience. But not every quiz answer lends itself to an image. If you're asking people about their age and you have a picture of like a young, beautiful person or an old person with a cane, not everyone's going to enjoy that. Not everyone appreciates that imagery. So you don't always need imagery with your quizzes and your surveys. When you're thinking about using your survey or quiz, perhaps you're circling back to the fact that at the start of this episode, I talked about growing your business. So let's talk about how surveys can help you financially. The first is that your opt-in rates will increase. Even with a book, and I've been working on this technology for a while, I don't have any software right now that can show a quiz within a Kindle device, unfortunately. What I have to do right now is capture an email address and then send someone a link the next time they're on their computer or phone that they can take the quiz. Because of the way my quiz software is dynamic and it's so advanced, I can't do it within the Kindle. I wish I could. I wish I could make you take the survey just inside of your Kindle device, but the technology is not there yet. And it's very unlikely that any company that's building quiz software will make something just for Kindles, even though I wish they would. It's too small a segment of the market, and maybe I'm the only person in the world that wants it. It increases the percentage of opt-ins. More people give their email address, more people are interested in that. The larger your email list, the more money you're going to make. If you have a list of 1,000 people and you're making $1,000 a month, that's great. If your list was 10,000 people, you're making $10,000 a month. So you can look at what you're making right now with your list size and realize, if I double it, I double what I make. If I triple it, I triple what I make. That's wonderful. So you definitely want to really focus on list growth. The second way it helps you grow your business and make more money is that you give better and more customized communication to your audience. If you send people the wrong emails, they'll only open them a few times. If someone finds me and they're really struggling with depression, I send them a bunch of emails about becoming a writer, they're eventually going to stop reading my messages. Even if on day seven, I switch. So the first six emails are all about being a writer. Day seven, I talk about depression. It might be too late. They might not open that email. So having more effective, more targeted communication means they're more likely to open emails. They're more likely to look at the right things. It's easier for me to say to someone after two days, hey, it looks like you're really struggling with this. Here's a podcast episode about depression. Here's another book about depression. Here's another technique for dealing with that issue. Same thing for procrastination. Oh, you're really struggling with procrastination. I better not wait a week to send you emails because you're not going to read any emails after this one because you're a procrastinator. Let me give you an answer effectively really fast. So you're getting more email addresses. You're emailing them more effectively. And that means that you'll make more money as an affiliate or as a salesperson. When you start a relationship with someone via email, when you begin to have someone on your email list and you're communicating with them, you only get so many chances. If you recommend the wrong thing four or five times, you're going to lose that relationship. They're going to stop listening to you. The quality of your advice, the amount they respect you goes down. Let's say we were best friends and I recommend a movie to you. Movie's terrible. You hate it. Next week, I recommend a movie to you again. It's not the type of movie you like at all. I recommend a horror movie to you, but I should know you don't like horror movies. The third week, I recommend a children's movie to you. It doesn't even make any sense. You don't have any kids. Why would you want to watch a children's movie? Week four, you might not even ask my opinion. Even though those movies will be right for some people, they're not right for you. You'll stop opening my emails. You'll stop clicking my links. Our relationship will start to slide down the hill. But when 
you have a more targeted list, when instead of it just being everyone who's visited your website or everyone who's interested in any of your books, when it becomes really specific about what they're interested in, the topics and the ideas that matter to them, you can build a stronger relationship. You can have more respected advice because the things you've recommended make sense to them. When someone recommends information, training, tools, blog posts, podcast episodes, social media posts that are valuable, you start to listen to their advice more. If that same best friend recommends four movies in a row that are awesome, week five, you're waiting for that email. You're chopping at the bit to find out their next movie recommendation. Good recommendations raise your credibility just like bad recommendations lower it. And this is how you can give people better and better and better advice, better and better and better content, better and better and better recommendations. So as you look to growing your business, whatever market you're in, whether you're in business to business, whether you're in business to consumer, whether you're in advice, whether you're in entertainment, surveys, quizzes, assessments, they can help you grow your business, they can help you form stronger relationships, give people better advice, no matter what market you're in. Surveys, when effectively used, can double your business. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Serve No Master. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss another episode. We'll be back tomorrow with more tips and tactics on how to escape that rat race. Head over to servenomaster.com forward slash podcasts now for your chance to win a free copy of Jonathan's bestseller, Serve No Master. All you have to do is leave a five-star review of this podcast. See you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Serve No Master podcast. Make sure to subscribe so that together we can achieve true freedom.